two words to describe Amanda Jenkins are likable and open. Amanda is so open with sharing where she's been and where she struggles with some of the different parts of her life. And because of her openness, it didn't take long for me to want to become fast friends with Amanda. She's simply likable and really easy to chat with. Plus, she has a huge heart for Jesus. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. I'm Alita Reynolds with Women of Faith. Welcome to the Women of Faith show with Alita Reynolds. Today we have Amanda Jenkins on with us. I'm so excited for you to be here. You're an author, you're a speaker, you have written a lot of content for The Chosen, all the extra content that yep. The Chosen provides. Um, there's so many things I want to say to you, but first of all, I just want to thank you for being a support system and an integral part of The Chosen and having it come out into this world. It has been such a blessing to oh. so many people. So thank you for being here with me. Thanks. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. Um, so although I feel like there's very few people that don't know what The Chosen is, because I love it and I tell everybody about it. <laughs> tell our uh, our listeners, like, what is The Chosen? How do they find it? How do they how do they watch it? Well, yeah, we're I mean, we're really unique because we're we're an app. We yes. don't exist on normal television. And so you literally go to your app store and yep. you download and we're free and it's a real show and it automatically links to your television. So yes. it's it's a new technology. It's not yes. something that anyone has seen before, which is yeah. the way God does cool things. Yes. Just yeah. creates things out of out of nothing. And yeah. so that's what we're doing. And it's it's been really fun and cool. I, I think so many people say, oh, when are you going to get on an actual like network? Oh, like yeah. that's the goal. And we're right. like, no, that's like, we're, we don't want to do that because right. we're totally free to do our own thing. So, um, but the show is free and it's on your phone yeah. that will stream to your television. Very yeah. cool. So tell us like the overview of the chosen show. What is that? It's a dramatization of the life of Christ and his followers. Yeah. And we're seeing him from, it's fictionalized in the sense that, you know, we've got Bible story to Bible story. We're filling in the gaps in between all of the stories. And what did they say to each other when they were on the way right. to that thing? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's all steeped in scripture and we're not moving from scripture, but we are, you know, it's fictionalized drama in between. Right. So. And I'm sure you have some scenes that you absolutely love. You know, one of the things I will say about The Chosen, I think that you guys have done such a beautiful job of integrating the women into it. I mean, I feel like a lot of times some Christian uh, shows, it feels like the women aren't as right. um, integrated sure. into it. So I well, feel yeah. like The Chosen has done a great job of that. What's some of your favorite scenes? With women or just in general? Both, any of them. Um, well, obviously Mary is how we we start the show. For people who haven't watched, that's not a real spoiler. That's pretty much in every teaser uh -huh. ever is yeah. Mary's story. Yeah. Um, and so how we start the show, episode one and Mary's um, Mary's journey. And it really is Mary that kind of introduces us to Jesus and the entire world that yeah. we're entering into. Um, and so I love episode one, um, Mary's final scene in that, in that episode. But, um, my favorite scene so far that still has yet to be, um, eclipsed by anything is Matthew's uh, calling. Yeah. Um, 
I love the actor of Matthew. Me too. Um, he's he's incredible. And that moment uh, that, that is so, it doesn't happen um, until later into season one and, and how the writers earned that and how the actors earned that. And that all of a sudden this story you've heard your whole life of like, Jesus walked by and said, yeah. follow me. And he dropped everything. You're like, what is the call? What would make someone do that? Yeah. They've set that up. And so when it occurs, it is so beautiful. Yeah. I could watch it again and again. So I can totally visualize exactly what you're talking about. I remember he's standing in the tax collector's mm -hmm. booth and there's um, bars in the front bar. of his face and he's looking out and he's looking at Jesus and he's like, what, what are you guys doing? And what about me? And I'm so intrigued because he's following he's been Jesus. intrigued by Jesus. Yeah. He's yeah. been following him around trying to figure out what, what's up with this. You know, yeah. why is what's, what's happening? And Jesus turns around. I mean, I can totally see it in my mind. Jesus turns around and he looks at Matthew and he says, yeah. come follow me. Isn't that all? Calls him by name. And yeah. it's confusing because Matthew did not see himself as someone anyone yeah. would call. He walks out yeah. of the booth and starts following him. The other part I love about Matthew, he's, he's a different cat, right? You know, he's a, his own yeah. unique personality, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's a very cool way to say that. He's a unique cat. He's, he's not a cat in that sense because he's not cool. Yeah. But, uh, but that is how he's unique, yes. And so I remember him taking a walk with one of the other disciples. I don't remember which one, but they're walking and he goes, I just, um, he says something like, I, I want you to know how I have seen the world and where I, where I fit into it. And he draws the circle in the dirt. He goes, this is the world. And I'm out here. And I'm out here and I kind of get choked up about it because that's how I felt in so many different areas yeah. of my life is I'm the one out here and this is the world. And he's like, what? I don't get it. Why am I out here? And why is everybody else over here? Right. Yeah. And we, we actually have Matthew is written with kind of this context of having Asperger's. We have a lot of autism in our family. Um, but, you know, the more I... I'm around autistic people, the more I'm like, yeah, me too. I feel that way too. Or I'm different that, not in that exact way, yeah. but I have the same emotions and the same insecurities and the same whatever. Yep. So, so I think a lot of people are identifying with that piece of Matthew. I think that was the first part that I actually cried. I'm like, mm. oh, you held out. <laughs> That's like into season two. Oh, you held of, out longer than most. Lots of tear, you know, but like. Really came. Really. really I yeah. was like. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people feel like they're the only one, that they are alone, and that yeah. that's not the truth. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. Dallas, your husband is the creator, the writer. Like, tell me, yeah. how does that work in your life? Where do you 
fall in there? Well, everywhere, because I have a really gracious <laughs> husband and I'm super opinionated. Oh. So he, he has always, you know, we, we've been in the business a long time. He, he brings the scripts to me and, and go through them and I can give notes at that phase. I give notes on rough cuts. Um, he lets me be a part of casting. So um, I don't get final word yet. Sure. Um, every so often yeah. I'm like, this time <laughs> I'm going to, but um, I, I, he really just, he really just listens and he's gracious that way. And so I get to be a part of all of it. And then um, I've been able to be a part of all the extra content creation. So yeah. all of the books, all of the, you know, stuff that we do, um, yeah. I'm primarily the writer or the shepherd of those things. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we I have a co-writer who's yeah. amazing on the devotionals wow. who has been my uh, absolute partner, uh, Kristen Hendricks, and she's amazing. Um, yeah. So I want to unpack that a little bit. So I, I want to remind our audience, if you hear the background noise, um, we're at NRB Live 2021. So there is a lot of commotion going on, but that's what makes it so cool. We get to have you right here. This was kind of a last minute show. I'm so thankful yeah. you're here with us. Um, just to hear the different perspective, you know, like a lot of people have been hearing from Dallas and how he's created it. Yeah. And so it's really cool to have you here on Women of Faith talking yeah. about your story. Um, so I just think that seeing husband and wife working together in their own giftings is so beautiful. My husband, GJ and I, we run women faith together. He has his lane. I have my lane. Right. And, and then there's like the, I, I call it work-life integration, right? It's not even balanced. Cause I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but work, yeah. what does yeah. that mean? work-life integration, like how does that work yeah. for you guys? Um, well, our kids are older. So I think that's one of the reasons our youngest is 14. Our oldest is 20. Um, they're all interested in what dad is doing. They all love to talk about the yeah. whole process. So yeah. that helps. I think if I had littles, yeah. this would be different. You know, it'd be difficult. I don't think it would be possible. Yeah. Um, and, and we bring the kids on a lot. We're very family. Like, let's all go do this thing. That's but great. we also have to let them go a ton. That's integration for you. I single parented right. the better part of last year. And um, I kind of yeah. felt like I learned for the first time for me personally, the application of a sacrifice of praise and what that means. And every time I would start to feel a little weepy, yeah. a little sorry for myself, it was like, no, this is my sacrifice of praise because I believe in what yeah. he's doing and I believe yeah. in the show and in the ministry. So, yeah. um, so, you know, it's a little bit of he gives and he makes us a priority when he can and um, we let him go yeah. and we do this thing and, and for the most part it works. And then every so often you have a, you have, a blow up and you have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not working for me. <laughs> and then like, you have to like work through it and, yeah. and we do. So it's not all pretty. It's yeah. not all, you know, so many times people are like, I mean, it's just, we, this and we, no, no like it's we, not. we it's fight not. our way for a good marriage. We fight our way to a good marriage. You know, we, we fight through it. So there's a, you know, it's a lot of all the things. You know, I, I, I like the term sacrifice of pra sacrifice of praise. It, like explain what that actually means. I mean, somebody who's newer to the faith of living yeah. for Christ, what does that really mean? Yeah. Um, it's the sacrifice that I am giving because I'm following slash honoring slash glorifying yeah. slash serving the Lord. It really doesn't have a lot to do with my husband. Yeah. So when he's called away and we've, and we've, and I think you have to have the place where we're, you're on the same page about what is calling you away. Yeah. But now that we are on the same page, 
when I revert and I'm struggling yeah. or whatever it is. And it's not even a bad sure. thing. It's just hard sometimes. It's life. It yeah. puts it back <laughs> into the perspective of who are we doing this yeah. for? You it's know, good. it's not. And, and thankfully, it's not for his career. He's not pursuing yeah. his own thing anymore. It really is about Jesus, yeah. which makes it easier for me to make it about Jesus. Yeah. Well, you guys have not been without trials. Nope. <laughs> super nope yeah um you know to get to where you're you guys are at with the chosen right. you know what have been some of the difficult things I mean you're saying some of the dynamics just with him working a lot and you being home that's that's a struggle that's a trial um in a in and of itself but like take me back a little bit further before the chosen what has been some of yeah. your bigger trials that you guys have gone through well you had mentioned this um adoption has yeah. been one of our bigger trials. Um, Tell me about not that. Not now, but we did adopt a four and a half year old from Thailand. Wow. And it was not pretty. It was not a pretty process. People wow. don't always tell you that either. Yeah. And so um, my son and I did not bond right away. And it was, it was, um, it was a full on kind of rip my own uh, mask off of who I thought I was. I thought I was loving. I thought I was called to adoption because I cared about children and that I was patient, that I was a good mom. As it turns out, I'm pretty sure I was called because I was not those things. Wow. And you didn't, I didn't realize I had three biological kids before him. And I really thought, you know, I've got this. And I did not, I did not have it. And so I remember kind of breaking down in a bathroom in Thailand and going, oh my gosh, what have I just gotten myself into? And, um, and the Lord said to me, you're going to learn how I love. And I thought, cause the, the longtime Christian to me, I thought, okay, I'm going, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be, I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to love like God loves. And what he actually meant was, um, you're going to learn how I love you. Yeah. Because I'm going to be patient with you. Cause you're wow. going to get real ugly here. Wow. And I'm going to be merciful to you. And my mercy then is going to spill over to this boy whose brain is broken, whose, whose heart is broken, who's, who has no concept of family. And it was just this constant pouring out onto me yeah. of mercy. I didn't deserve and grace. I didn't deserve that just kind of splashed onto this kid. And through the process we attached and through the process, we became a family and I'm fiercely his mother and yeah. he's fiercely my child now. And, and, and it's, all's well that ends well, but, um, but it took a long time. Wow. So that was a big, I think our training ground for really trusting the Lord so that when he called us to the chosen, which was leave your job, leave your income, leave your health insurance. You have no plan going forward and follow me in this thing. I only was able to do that because yeah. I had been dragged yeah. by him through a thing previously. Yeah. You know, I, it was, I can take this step because I've just been dragged. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that because I actually use that in a lot of my analogy of my life. I feel like I got dragged down the dirt road, you know, back yeah. toward where God wanted yep. me to go and, and yep. like naked and, yeah. and exposed, right? That's yeah. the way I felt. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so i I feel that, that pain for you. Yeah. Um, so you have four books and I know one of the things you write about is about perfectionism. So and when you're saying that, I'm like, wow, that must have oh, yeah. really been a pain point it's a, it's a for chapter. you. <laughs> tell, tell me, like, perfectionism, adoption, yeah. you know, the trials, the failures. How does that, like, all go together? And I'm sure God has redeemed you a lot of your per perfectionistic mm -hmm. tendencies. Tell me about that. Yeah, I don't define perfectionism 
perfectionism in the classic way. I, I really, um, for me, it was more about we're constantly trying to attain a standard that we're, we're not at. So if we always want to be prettier, we always want to have more money, we always want to have more recognition. Yep. We, I know it's always, it's always that, and it's a moving target, right? Yep. And so there's the discontentment and the dissatisfaction that um, I really allowed to thrive and yeah. let it direct yeah. me. And God, one by one, kind of going through those vices and yeah. dismantling and saying, this is owning you and I'm, gonna, I'm pulling this away. So, okay. So the people listening, I mean, I feel like that's just how the world works. We always well, I think more, we do more, take more, it for more, granted. More, I right? think I think it's like, oh, I'm normal, and yeah. God's like, no, this isn't what no, I have that's not for you. How we're yeah. so, we are to be content in the Lord, right? right? Which is impossible. So unless He forces the drag down the street yeah. and the clothes come off. <laughs> so how do you like how do how what do you, what would you tell somebody? How do you stop that? Like. How do you not live like that? How do you not think that way anymore? Well, I, you, I don't, I don't think you can skip steps. So I think you yep. have to go to the point where it's David's prayer of, um, examine my heart, search me and know me and see if there's any wickedness in me. Like, and I wasn't quite willing to do that. Uh, I had been being tapped on the shoulder for quite a while about vanity. We were living in LA. My husband was in the film industry and it just seemed normal to me, me yeah. having to get the baby weight off and me having to look a certain, that's just normal. Um, and as it, as it turns out, God, God did not accept it the way that I had. And, um, and it's honestly, truth is, uh, created a few embarrassing moments for me, uh, <laughs> I'll just tell you briefly, I've been ignoring yeah. him about vanity. I didn't want to talk about it. He'd been tapping me on the shoulder. I was like, yeah, after I lose the weight, right? Yeah. After I, after I, whatever hit, whatever benchmark. Right. And I was in a parking lot at the kids preschool and I was having a conversation. I talk with my hands a lot. I was having a conversation with a really cute LA mom and she was so cute and she was so little and she was so well-dressed and she was all the things. We had this whole conversation and I was talking and I was saying something. And anyway, get in my car when I'm done. And I put my hands on the steering wheel and like in my peripheral vision, I can see the biggest sweat pit of my, of anyone's <laughs> life. It just was like unmissable. Right. Only one side. Yeah. Whatever. And okay. I was like, <gasps> and God just broke it at the moment. And he said, you could ignore me or you can get on board, but the mask is coming off. Wow. And so I, I think so I was like, yeah, okay. To avoid future humiliations, I will, I will pay attention. Right. And that kind of started me down this road of going, okay, Lord, search me and know me and yeah. show me yeah. and see what wicked ways are in me. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was kind of, I was journaling and I was writing some stuff down and which I highly recommend because we lose track of what we're learning in, yeah. in the Lord. But, um, and at one point Dallas was like, You're, this is a book. You're writing a book. I'm like, no, because this is a super private diary of right. all of my greatest struggles. Right. It's like, no, I think it's a book. And my, my first instinct was, I don't have enough vices for there to be a book. <laughs> and God was like, And that's oh. a bison in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there were plenty. There are 12 chapters in that book. And it, okay. Tell me the book. Cause well, it's called confessions of a raging perfectionist. Um, but, it, but the, the point is, I think when we go, the Lord is very faithful to answer that prayer. Yes. I will search you. And yes, I will reveal to you, yeah. but then I'm also going to walk you through it. And he did it in doses. He did not dump 12 vices in my lap yeah. and, and you know, it would have, it would have ended me. Um, yeah. I would have felt like, Oh, I'm in, I'm, I can't be redeemed. Right? right. But it was one at a time and it was little by little and let's untangle all of these different yeah. issues. Um, and that, you know, and then, and then after the book, there could be more books. Right. There will be books until I, until I die. If I, so well, it's choose. always layers, right? Like it's like layers of an onion. You have to yeah. peel back one at a time. And if God just threw them all in your lap, you'd like, yeah. forget it. I don't it's even want to try. Yeah. I don't even want to try. 
because yeah. there's too many of them. To, um, I love Psalm 139, 23, 24. That's what you're referring to. I love that, yeah. that scripture. I, I pray that a lot because right. I think we all have a lot of blind spots oh, in gosh. our life that we don't even know. And then the, the raging, you know, reveal, right. right. Okay. He revealed it to you, but now what are you going to do with it? Because once you actually know about it, yeah. what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. And he's faithful there too. I mean, it was, that is the issue that we went into. And so it was, what is the scripture that has to do with this? And let's meditate on this. And, and then he walks you out of it. And what I will say is the freedom on the other side of letting these things go has been extraordinary and motivating to then be willing to go and the next time that he's showing yeah. you something you need to fix yeah. or change or, or even pivot in your life, go in a new direction. Um, his proven faithfulness over and over and over that you're just like, all right, I'll go with you because yeah. even though it seems really painful, it always ends up better yeah. than what I had. I been stuck way back, right. you know, before the sweat pit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful for that. That is, <laughs> that is like, you cannot miss that, right? No. Like you can't ignore it. No. And neither like, did she. <laughs> no one missed that. That's so funny. As Amanda and I were talking about perfectionism, I was reminded of this story. There's a woman walking down the sidewalk and she's walking along, talking about her next appointment, carrying all her bags with her phone in one hand, coffee in another, and somehow this crack in the sidewalk caused her to stumble, bumble, and finally she fell to the ground. But guess what? She did not spill that coffee. So like this woman, my question to you is this, when we're thinking about perfectionism, what are you holding on to so very carefully that you never mess up? Doesn't matter what comes your way. This, whatever this is that you're holding in your hand, this will never spill or break. Is it your looks? Never walking out of the house without your makeup done perfectly and the right clothes on? Or is it your workout schedule? Never missing one ever to make sure the scale on the, um, the number on the scale is just right? Or is it cooking everyone's favorite meals every evening? Or is it planning and executing the perfect parties? Maybe for you, it's keeping your home perfectly clean 100% of the time. Maybe it's keeping the kids in the right activities with the right gear, always. <laughs> or maybe it's rising up in your career at all costs, always being perfectly prepared for every meeting. What are you holding on to? Like this woman who could take a huge fall and yet come up afterward and say, well, at least I didn't spill the coffee. My question is, are we holding on to the right thing? There's a lot of perfectionism in the world. What is it for you that you have to hold on to and never let it spill or fall or crash? How do we let go of that tendency toward perfection, no matter what, and instead hold on to what actually matters? Allow me to remind you, God has grace for you. Do you have grace for yourself? You know, I hear women claiming I'm a perfectionist, like it's a badge of honor or it's a positive attribute. And it so hurts my heart to know women carry this around, that they pride themselves on attempting to do all things perfectly. The thought of attempting to live this way feels heavy, like a ton of bricks laying across shoulders of a woman who's attempting to get it all 
right. And God wants to take that weight off of anyone who attempts perfection because it's impossible to accomplish. I've tried it. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's impossible to keep everything in balance all the time. It's impossible to do all things perfectly at all times. We have to find the rhythm of life. We have to live in rhythm so that when, not if, but when something falls, we're still on solid ground. Our day or our week or a month <laughs> is not ruined when something in our lives is not executed just exactly right. I've been accused of perfectionism and I've definitely had a tendency to lean that way. And I've learned what works best for me is the approach of doing things with excellence instead, not perfection, but excellence. My motto is this, anything worth doing is worth doing well especially for the Lord. It is the intent and motive behind it that matters, doing it with excellence instead of perfection. Okay, so you're on book seven, eight. You wrote four books kind of before The Chosen. Now you're writing content into The Chosen, adding in biblical understanding of The Chosen. I think it's so good, like watch the show, but then go do the Bible studies, yeah. go do the devotionals. How, what part are you in all of that? Yeah, well, we, we don't want studies that supplement the show. We want the show to supplement the studies, which Ooh, that's means great. The, the studies are the focus. The scripture is the focus. So we want to drive people back towards Jesus. I love that's that. The point. And so we, we really um, spend time, you know, the, the, the scripts are really steeped in scripture. So it's not difficult to find a launching oh, yeah. point, um, but it's just very prayerful. And then we decide what's our launching point and how are we going to frame this? And then I go into scripture. I don't, I don't go in the show and I'm lucky enough to be able to work with my Bible professor from college. Wow. Um, yeah. It was super intimidating because I, that is adore him. What a blessing. He's our, um, our new, our consultant on the show. Wow. So he's in like round table discussions, but, um, we, I'm working with him on them and, um, and then Dallas throws his name on there and double checks that he likes everything <laughs> and all that's great. Um, but it's, it's just been this absolute deep dive into scripture. Yeah. Um, and that's been really the guiding principle for all of our merchandise is yeah. we've, we've had some funny offers and ideas of like a chosen shoe. You're like, why would we do that? That, that in no way has something to, you know, right. Pulling people deeper into the scripture or, or in their relationship with Jesus. So that's yeah. been our real guiding principle. Yeah. I love that. And I love your heart in that. Oh, and it's not just trying to figure out how to make some money, um, and slapping Jesus on it. I no. think a lot of times, um, it's just kind of too easy to do that. And so I love your heart. Um, and then you also just say you're, you're wanting people to be in the scriptures to have a deeper relationship with Jesus. I just heard you say that yeah. our mission here with women of faith is to encourage and equip women to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus. So thank you for being on board with that. Um, how did you come to have a deep relationship with Jesus? What's your background? Well, I, I was raised in a Christian home. I have great parents. I do not have a lot of drama in my story, but, um, but I do remember when Jesus really got a hold of me. And he was like, this isn't the faith of your parents. Like this is, are you going with me forward? Oh, that's so versus, good. You know, you just can't because. hang on their faith. No. And, and you, and you won't when, as soon as you hit the, the, the bumps, you'll, yep. you'll just fly right off. So, good. um, I remember having to choose again 
you know, when I was little, uh, we made that choice. But then um, when I was 19, I just, I just remember, I don't even remember the circumstances. I just remember the moment that God was like, choose. Yeah. You know, who do you say I am, I think is a really um, common question for people. Yeah. It's, it's what Jesus asked Simon Peter. Um, who do you say I am? I yep. think we all have to answer that question. Um, and so it took me a minute and I wasn't sure what I thought really apart from my upbringing. What do I think of that? But, um, but yeah, I, I, I did have my own faith and then God doesn't keep you complacent. Like yeah. he crushes you to move you forward. Yeah. And so Good. that's happened a number of times too. So yeah. that's kind of been my, that's my great. journey. That's great. Um, so in order to produce the chosen and all of the content, all everything that you guys are doing, um, one of the things I know that you guys really value is um, excellence, doing things with yeah. excellence <laughs> and not the, yeah. oh, it's good for being something Christian, right? No, right. it's it's good. It, it's work of excellence. How do you guys continue producing excellent work? I mean, let's just say your strengths are your weaknesses. I uh, I we're both pretty controlling. We're both pretty, um, yeah. I mean, perfectionism helps. <laughs> there are some strengths yeah. to those qualities. Um, but you know, it starts on the page. They, they pour themselves over those script pages yeah. and, um, every step we, we have incredible people. We have an incredible team. Yeah. Uh, we, we are, we have the luxury of not working for Hollywood. Yep. And so we actually get to choose the best people, not the formula says. or not yeah. the most bankable or, yeah. you know, we've been freed from all of that. And so we're kind of having a lot of fun just choosing the best people yeah. for the job. So, yeah. um, you know, but it's every little choice because you don't want to veer I off. Know. That's so good because it's one tick off at a time. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're way over here and you're like, no, I wanted it right, right. here. I always talk about um, perfectionism. I, I say I have perfectionistic tendencies and, you know, I want to do a plus all the time. And I'll settle for an A, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Sure. and so it's like, I have to constantly yeah. remind myself, like, let's just yeah. do work of the excellence because we're working for the Lord. And I think, you know, yeah. all joking aside, we're working for the Lord and we want to do excellent work. We want to represent him yeah. well to the best of our ability. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And there's a lot you have to let go. I mean, there's cuts that are in there that I, you know, that I think there was a better one or, you know, or Dallas will rewatch it later and go, oh, I wish I had. I mean, this is a moving, living, breathing right. organism that is so nothing's ever perfect. Yeah. And letting that roll off. And, and I think those little checks and balances are really great because it reminds you that it doesn't yeah. belong to you. Yeah. Um, I had a friend one time who said she's a speaker and she would say, yeah, I just have learned to pray. Lord, change my words in the ears of the hearers. Wow. Because my words will yeah. all mess up or I'll yeah. forget something or it will be the wrong thing for that person. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, that really takes you entirely out of the equation. Yep. So yeah. pre prepare and work hard and do it for the Lord and all that. But like at the end of the day, it, this is his thing, not yeah. our thing. You know, one of the things I always pray is if, if somebody um, hears something that um, it was not of Holy Spirit, that they right. forget it and re you know, just forget about it. Right. If they, if I said something out of the flesh that was not good for them to hear, I pray that they just forget it. Right. I think that a lot. Um, okay. So the story of God telling you, I do impossible math. I want you to share yeah. with our, um, with our listeners today, because I think that is so powerful. How did you hear that? What was it about? I was swiffering 
<laughs> because when I'm sad, I clean. That's what I tend to do. You can come to my house anytime, yeah. girl. Yeah, it's very, it's very helpful yeah. trait. Um, we had had this total box office fail. I watched my husband uh, get decimated. It makes me cry a little bit. And so I went to clean after we cried for a little bit. I just went to clean. And I just was like, I mean, it was just the feeding of the, the 5,000 story that I was like on my head. Like, why would that be on my head? Just on my mind, just out of the blue, pressing, pressing that story. And I just remember where I was in the house at the moment um, where that he said that phrase. And it was so clearly not of my thinking, because I was really operating in the flesh, you know, and sadness and worry of course. And, yeah. um, and brokenheartedness and all of those things. And so I just went back to Dallas and I said, I don't know what this is, but go read this story mm-hmm. and this phrase. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you do the thing that we all do where you take the little bit of information that God has given you and you go, it must mean this. We, yeah. we draw conclusions about yeah. the little information that we had. So we thought um, the numbers would turn around. It, this happened on a Friday. We thought the numbers will turn around and it'll be this big miracle. And isn't that the right God story for all of these non-Christians we're working with and all this? This would be a great story. And uh, nothing turned around and there was no miracle that weekend. And of course, the miracle has played out over time in that the chosen has broken all kinds of records. And the fact that my husband has a career at all, the fact that he's working, the fact that he has an audience at all, um, it's all this miracle of impossible math. And I think it's become a guiding principle of our life. It wasn't just for this project. It's, it's, this is what God does. God can't be contained by our circumstances or by our failures or by our, even what we can dream up. He's just not limited. Yeah. So good. You have so much to offer. So it's time for our truth bomb. Amanda Jenkins, truth bomb. You got 30 seconds. Oh, heartfelt message. If when the viewers walk away, they remember the one thing that Amanda had to say. Oh my gosh. I know. No pressure. No pressure. This is quite the honest. I feel like I speak in truth bombs on like a daily. You've probably (laughs) shared like 10 already. So I just want you to pick one more. Truth bomb. Um, Like a spiritual truth bomb? Anything. I mean, it can be about your hair products. You you have great hair. What do you got? My hair doesn't grow. There's a bomb (laughs) for you. It won't grow. Um, Truth bomb. I I think that um, I I have so fallen in love with wilderness living is what I would call it. Um, You know, not knowing where the money was going to come from or where stability was going to come from or purpose was going to come from. I thought I would hate that. And as it turns out, I'm scared to leave the wilderness is what I would say. So as the chosen is, is becoming successful, um, I am yanking our leash constantly because I've seen God has had me studying the Israelites in the wilderness in this whole process and abundance destroys. And so I fear success more than I fear the wilderness. Um, So there. So my, <laughs> I don't have a nice bow to even put on it. That's where I'm at right okay, now. I fear abundance. So go ahead, wrap it up. Woman this, of is, faith. this is why you should, I mean, maybe one of the reasons why you shared it other than that, that was powerful. So my word for the year is wilderness. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So last night at our dinner, I, I was able to close in prayer and I talked about how God is doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19. And I actually think I was going to ask Dallas this in his show, but we didn't. Um, Because he talked about that. 
I'm doing a new thing. The Lord yeah. is saying, I am doing a new thing and he's doing a new mm-hmm. thing with the chosen. And what you just said is exactly how I feel. We have yeah. so much in common. I like to be out in the wilderness and that's not like a walkabout, right? Like that means that you are dependent on the Lord to yeah. provide you every single thing that you need in life. Yep. When you need food, it's there. When mm-hmm. you need water, when you need right. to be reprimanded, when you need God, whatever that is, he's there for you. So I love that. That's so powerful. I'm so thankful that you shared that. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. One last piece of advice. Anything that you want to share with our listeners? Because I think you're a very wise woman. You are riding on faith. You are walking in faith. You're not just sitting there. You're walking in faith. You are a woman of faith for sure. What would be one last piece of advice for our listeners? Um, figure out how to cling in, in, in the scary and in the, in the plenty and in want, as Paul said. I, I, always, I always was intimidated by that verse. I know, you know, the secret of contentment. I mean, who can say that? <laughs> Very few people can say that. And if you have yeah. it for a second... You lose it because we, we don't have this art of clinging. Yeah. And I do think desperate times cause you to cling. And then as things go better, our tendency is, yeah. to, is, is to release. So yeah. um, uh, for me, my, my life aim has become cling all the days of my life. And, um, and so I would, I, would, I would say that, learn, learn to cling. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thanks I am cheering me. you wildly for sure. You, Amanda, I'm cheering you wildly. I'm cheering the chosen wildly. You and your family, blessings and favor over all of you. You have a lot of things going right now. And I just pray for um, favor and blessing and protection over each and every one of you. Thank you for being on. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com. Hi, I'm Alita Reynolds, president of Women of Faith. First of all, I simply want to share that I believe God wants all of us to be walking victoriously with Him. I believe this because He's given us the living word, the Bible, as our guide to know what to do when we struggle in our lives. All of our resources here at Women of Faith are practical help based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. If you or someone you care about is battling one or more of these 100 topics we have available, we have what you need to not only offer hope, but the steps you need to move forward and for breaking free from what holds you captive. I wanna give you a quick list of our resources and you may want to utilize more than one of these to get the transformation you're really looking for in your life. First of all, we have our Women of Faith classes. Do you like to learn by watching videos instead of reading? Then our growing collection of classes are for you. We have a comprehensive video library that coaches and equips you to walk in victory in every area of your life. As a certified life coach, With some of my most trusted friends and experts, we share our own personal journeys of our own struggles, 
of the topic at hand and know how we've been able to overcome them, plus we'll help you find the tools needed for yourself. Then we have our Women of Faith show with Alita Reynolds. This show is for you if you're inspired by hearing other people's stories of overcoming their struggles to live in victory. These inspiring conversations will encourage you to live the life you're created for. You'll hear stories from guests who are impacting the world in big and small ways every day. We also have our Women of Faith Keys for Living, books and eBooks. Now these keys are great for personal study or even small group studies. The Keys for Living books provide steps to solutions so that you'll discover God's wisdom and guidance in a simple format to walk in freedom and live in victory. Now, are you ready to start reading right now? <laughs> Go ahead and download a Key for Living ebook for a complete and comprehensive guide on your chosen topic. Or would you rather read, highlight, and write in your book? Then order a print book to be delivered right to your home. Another resource available is our downloadable quick study guides. They contain excerpts from our correlating Keys for Living book to offer an immediate overview and concise answers. If you simply need somewhere to start, then start with our Key to Hope. We want to help you right away with a free gift from us. I'm praying for you to find what you need based on biblical truths. We care about your transformation. Whatever you're facing, your life matters, and God wants you to live in victory. Today's a great day to begin.